The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the conclusion of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, raised his hands, and blessed them. As he blessed them, he parted from them and was taken up to heaven. They did him homage and then returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple praising God. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Ascension of our Lord into Heaven, and it's a feast day that I think for us it's very easy to forget its importance in our, in our lives. Um, I think partly because it had been traditionally celebrated on a Thursday, and it's been moved to a Sunday, and if, but if it fell on a Thursday, it would be a holy day of obligation, we would all be in Mass, and so it would be a, a feast day that we would... I think, live with much more uh, awareness and significance in our lives. The Feast of the Ascension is the Feast of Heaven. And it is a reminder for all of us of where we are headed in our life. And so it's that one time during the year where we get to, to gaze and to look upon where each one of us in our lives is called to end up. What is the goal of our life here on this earth? And that is to be in heaven with God. And this, this Feast of the Ascension is, uh, is very important for the early Christians because, as we just read, Luke, in his gospel, ends with the ascension of our Lord into heaven. And then he begins... The Acts of the Apostles, so it's the first Christians going out and being missionaries and and spreading this message of Jesus Christ to the world. The Acts begins with the ascension of our Lord into heaven. And so it's the conclusion of our Lord's earthly presence and the beginning of the disciples themselves continuing the mission of Jesus Christ here on this earth. And so the meaning... What is the meaning of this Feast of the Ascension? And the meaning is that heaven and earth are linked. That our life here on this earth is linked with our life in heaven. I think sometimes as we live our lives, we can separate those two realities in our life. We can think, well, if I am good here on this earth and I behave... And, you know, and I do all the things that I'm supposed to do and check off all the boxes. Well, then when I get to heaven, then I get 
you know, the huge mansion with the golden streets and, you know, the Lamborghini that I always wanted. And, right, we, 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 there's a disconnect a little bit between our life here on this earth and the reward that we think that we will get in heaven. So in, our, in, in the words here in my homily, I just kind of wanted to go through uh, the prayers that we will read uh, from the Missal and just kind of comment on those a little bit. So in our opening prayer, we prayed, Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that we, us, that we who believe that your only begotten Son, our Redeemer, ascended this day to the heavens. Once again, that we may dwell, that we in spirit dwell already in heavenly realms. That we, in our life right now, that we already dwell in heavenly realms. Because heaven and earth are linked. You know, one time I was, uh, I attended a, a Boy Scout event. And, you know, in Boy Scouts, we all know, you know, they tie knots and pitch tents and go camping and, <laughs> you know, and carve and, you know, you know. The kids play with their blades and, you know, they have a great time running around the woods. And, you know, and then they get their rewards and their, their little patches. And actually, I don't mean to make fun of them. I'm, I was actually a Boy Scout myself. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and so they do all these things. And I just thought it was funny because at this event, so they're getting their little patches for, you know, tying their knots. And, you know, and then on the table are their rewards. And so there's like a Nerf gun and, you know, a skateboard, and, you know, a football, and, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, it's funny. They did one thing, but then their reward actually has nothing to do with what they actually did to get that reward. And that's sometimes, I think, how we kind of envision heaven. I do something here, but then my reward in heaven is going to be something completely different. Right? But actually, this is what our prayer is is that we right now may already dwell in heaven. And so everything that we do, all of our worship, all of the the sacraments that we receive right now here on this earth are our connection with heaven here, right now, while we live our life here on this earth. Baptism opens us up to God's grace. We, We receive God's grace which is what actually allows us to live in heaven. The Eucharist, right? we receive the Eucharist. We are receiving Jesus himself, our nourishment for our, our, our life here on this earth. Even when we pray, the times that we spend in prayer, we are connecting with heaven. Every time we perform an act of charity and an act of kindness for somebody else, we are connecting with heaven. We are linking our life here on this earth with our life in heaven. We are already participating in and living our life in heaven by simply living in God's grace. And and this is precisely why We experience, when we do these things and really enter into, we actually experience great joy and fulfillment because we know that we are living the life that God 
is inviting us to live. And so heaven and earth are one integrated reality. They are linked. So think about all of us when we were in kindergarten. And then, you know, right now, kind of at the end of the school year. So when we finish kindergarten, what's the reward? We get to go to first grade. (laughs) And when you finish grade school, what's your reward? Middle school. And then you finish middle school, the reward is high school. And then you finish high school and you go to college. You finish college, what's your reward? You get to pay taxes. <laughs> right? But, you know, and you move on, and then you continually, right, as you, as you live your life, you know, you receive that promotion, and, and, and you move up in life. Right? And so there's a connection between, you know, everything that we do. And so in our spiritual lives as well, there's a connection with the things that we do here on this earth and the life that we will ultimately live in heaven. Right? And sometimes it's a little blinded by the sins that we commit in our life. Right? Sometimes it's hard to, to dig through um, you know, the, the obstacles and the struggles that we experience in our life. But ultimately, we will be living with God in heaven, which is already what we are invited to do here on this earth as well. In our offertory prayer, we will pray, We offer sacrifice now in supplication, O Lord, to honor the wondrous ascension of your Son. Grant, we pray, that through this most holy exchange, we too, we too may rise up to heavenly realms. And as well, we read in our first reading that the apostles themselves, after Jesus ascended, right, they were, they were looking up. You know, they were kind of looking up in nostalgia. Wow, you know, look, you know, up, there he goes. And, you know, how often as well I look up, right? Gosh, you know, when I'm going through a hard time, you know, when will I get up there? <laughs> when will, you know, all these problems disappear from my life? But then the the angels appear and they tell them, hey, why are you looking up? And actually in our gospel as well, we read that after Jesus ascended and after these angels appeared, what did the disciples do? They went back to Jerusalem with great joy. With great joy, right? Their their leader, their Messiah, their, their everything had just ascended into heaven, disappeared from their life. Put that in quotes. Disappeared from their life. And they experience great joy, and they are praising God in heaven. They're praising God in the temple. They're praising God. They're experiencing great joy. Because Christ has not abandoned them. Christ is within them, and Christ is accompanying them in their life. And so it's not as if by looking up, right, they're looking to the right person. Right? They're just looking in the wrong place. And our Lord is inviting them to look at the church. We are the body of Christ. All of us here are the body of Christ. And we ourselves are called to go and to be with the head, which is Jesus Christ. So how often do we dream about heaven? How often do we think about that reality in our life? And the fact that we ourselves will be united with Jesus. You know, yesterday um, I did a wedding right here in this church. And 
Yeah, and it's a beautiful, once again, a wedding is a great uh, symbol of the unification of us, the body, with the head, Jesus, right? When the bride is walking down the aisle, that's us, the church. It's a symbol of us, the church, journeying and walking towards our groom, who is Jesus Christ. That through this most holy exchange, we too may rise up to the heavenly realms, Because Jesus Christ himself is precisely where he is destined to be. He is at the right hand of God the Father. He is where he is supposed to be. And he will now send his Holy Spirit. And so in our communion prayer, we we will pray, Almighty, ever-living God, who allow those on earth to celebrate divine mysteries, grant, we pray, that Christian hope may draw us onward to where our nature is united to you. That Christian hope may draw us onward. Our Lord, in in the gospel, he says that you are witnesses to these things. So what are these things that you are witnesses to? You are witnesses to the fact that Christ has died. You are witnesses to the fact that Christ is risen. And you are witnesses to the fact that Christ forgives sins. Christ has forgiven my sins. And now that is my call. That is now my mission to go out and to show people that I am a changed person. That I am different. That Christ lives within me. The risen Christ lives within me. That I am a witness to that. Through my daily life. That I am a witness to that. And so the mission continues. Different characters. Okay? It was Jesus at the beginning. And now each one of us is called to carry on that mission. Jesus living within us. Jesus guiding us through his Holy Spirit. But we are called to carry on that mission. I don't know how many Tom Clancy fans we have in this church right now. Um, but, you know, great, great author, you know, Hunt for Red October, you know, Patriot Games, kind of, uh, you know, the military thriller genre uh, book. And, you know, sold millions and millions of books. And, you know, and he passed away, I think, some 10 years ago. But sometimes now you go to a bookstore and, you know, and what do you see? You know, you see you know, whatever title of some book. And it says, you know, block, you know, whatever the title is, you know, a Tom Clancy novel, right, written by, you know, Redneck Pete, <laughs> right? And so it's, you know, some, you know, some title, but somebody has taken his idea and his spirit and continued it on, right? And that is us. We are called to receive that spirit of Jesus. I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, next week is Pentecost <laughs> when, uh, you know, when we receive the, the Holy Spirit. And we are called to bear witness to Jesus Christ. We are called to bear witness to Jesus Christ in our marriage. We're called to bear witness to Jesus Christ amongst our friends and our buddies, in our work. We are called to bear witness to Jesus Christ. Rejoicing in the unity for which our Savior prayed before his death, we offer our prayers to God the Father. That through the church's faithful announcement of the gospel, 
God's word may spread throughout the world and redeem all pain and suffering. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For blessings upon our nation as we celebrate Memorial Day this week, and for all who have died in service to our nation, and for all who continue to risk their lives in military service, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For legislators and leaders of nations, that the Lord may guide their decisions in order to uphold the dignity of human life at every stage, from conception to natural death, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our that people in need may find help, and that peace and security may be firmly established everywhere. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We offer today's Mass for the people of this parish. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are sick or infirm, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And let perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Most merciful Father, your beloved Son is the Alpha and the Omega, the bright morning star. May we always trust in his great mercy through Christ our Lord. 